Hello and welcome to the Cool Kids Table. Ooh, you're so cool. The podcast. We are here. I'm Maggie Politi. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the executive producer of Nico Frank Productions. And I'm Spiro Marcos. I am the co-head executive producer at Nico Frank Productions. And who do we have to our right? Our little, our favorite little pocket gay over here. <laughs> we have Willie D. Howdy, y'all. It's Willie D, <laughs> producer of this amazing podcast and owner of Loving You Productions. Oh, we love you, Willie D. We I love you guys more. You guys and inspire me every day. I also love our new Amazon show coming, you know? It's oh called Theater School God. Dropouts. It's coming Memorial Day weekend, so definitely check it out. So on today's episode, we have guest Ashley Kate Adams. Oh, she, she is, is the executive producer of AKA Productions. She's a Broadway actress. She's been on a lot of TV shows. She was an amazing person to have on the podcast because she came in with such openness. She talked about relationships. She talks about her ups and downs, all the struggles that she's been through. She has been through it. She really has. And she's she, been through a lot. Yes, like. and she inspires a lot of people, especially women. And I know for me, she inspired me to become a producer because I saw all the things that she did, and I was just constantly like, wow, man, Ashley Kate, she just does it all. She produces her own work. If she doesn't get a role, she writes one for herself and puts it out there. And I think she was a huge inspiration for us just making our own production company. Yeah, I met her through you, Maggie, mm -hmm. and uh, some work you guys were doing together. And honestly, ever since then, she has been a beacon of light and love in my life. And support. And Exactly. She's been so supportive of everything I've done, everything we've done together to, and separately. And she was just... Wasn't True. she great, Willie? She's incredible. I met her like when I first moved to New York because I needed a sublet and she let me sublet her room because she was out doing a gig and like she hasn't been in my life like she's been in y'all's but we've always like kept each other going through social media or like supporting like she's a force to be reckoned with such and a such a kind world. person. It's yeah, very positive world. and also her apartment is fierce. Just like my favorite apartment in New York that's another time and place to talk about that. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, we always like to um, in, for each episode we like to lead with a, a random fact of kindness which is pretty much just something we've witnessed, an article we saw or read, um, or anything like that, uh, that really just showed us how that there are kind people in the world. Because sometimes we need a reminder. So here we go. We got random facts of kindness. Random facts of kindness. So who has a fact of kindness? Is it you? I Maggie? do. Yeah, I have one. All right. Talk it's, to me. It, it was about uh, one of my favorite actors, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, did funny I say guy. it right? You did. I'm Greek, and I condone <laughs> the pronunciation of that. Oh, name. perfect. Okay. Well, I thought this one was really cool. So I guess 20 years ago, he befriended this woman named Elizabeth Mimi Haste, mm, and Mimi. she's now 87. But I guess you know, years ago, 20 years ago, they met. And they met on a Fox studio lot where she was actually volunteering to do laundry just for tips. And I guess they bonded. They stayed really close. And then recently, two years ago, Galifianakis found out that she was homeless. She, I guess, had yes. went through a rough patch and she became homeless. And when he found out, he started paying her rent for her, all her utilities. Oh, you're and kidding. he even brought her to a bunch of movie premieres, which I thought was really sweet. And that wow. really warmed my heart. Because, you know, when you only get one guest to a movie premiere, you're bringing... <laughs> Your mother? Yeah, or some, my, yeah. Anybody? some hot social media some date. Hot person like, yeah. Next to you. yeah, exactly. And I just, that really warmed my heart. And also, let's just also note that Hangover was one of his first big movies. 
So this was one of his first big premieres, and he decided to bring Mimi. Yeah. That's... Sometimes I think, and I don't know, there's no scientific proof on this, but I've always believed that if you get success later on in your life, you tend to be more humble and yeah. treat people with respect. Oh, I'm just... humble all the way. Please give me success. <laughs> yes. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you, Lauren. Not waiting. Humble now. I'm obsessed because that, like... At that level of fame, like you, you changed that woman's life. I, I have yes. never been homeless, thank God, or whoever you believe in. But like, I could only imagine being in that place and feeling like you have nowhere to go or nothing, and then the stigma that's on being homeless, you know, as well. It's embarrassing, have, yeah. Yeah, and to have someone like show you kindness, show you that much kindness. Yeah. It's one thing to pay your rent, but then to expose you to the world, to give you these opportunities where like people like us are saying your name and like hopefully giving you another chance at whatever happened that went wrong. Yeah, 12-year-old Mimi never walked around being like, one day I'm going to be at a movie premiere with a famous movie star. Like, you know she, that never happened to her. Right. You know? She was like cleaning underwear and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a job, you know. Yeah, it's a job. But that will lead me to today's intention because uh, yes. we are not here just to do, I mean, we have a podcast, we did all the work, we're here in it, but we're here to inspire, we're here to share the good things that we've seen in our journeys with you all. And so today's intention is finding your tribe. Oh, that really works well with her. That's really great. Because yeah. I, I think you, we all feel like we're alone, but when you, everyone's going through the same thing and everyone has something that connects each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. And when you find that group of people that stick with you, that support you, that believe in you, anything is possible. Yeah. I like mean, this Cool what, Kid podcast. Yeah. yeah. That is a what, perfect intention for her episode specifically seriously. because she talked a lot about that. Yeah. Wait till you hear about her tribe. And you're about to together. right now. So here we are with Ashley Kate Adams. Enjoy. It's the cool kids table. They were never the cool kids. So they just bought a table. Now it's the cool kids table, yeah. Looks like a coaster's only table to me. Here we are, we are at the cool kids table and we have the most special of guests. Angel of a guest. Um how, I mean, how do we even put to words this case? <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I met Ashley Kate back in when we were doing Gay Bride of Frankenstein. That was what, like, I don't, we haven't aged a day, but it was like seven years ago. No, you're good. You can Longer. talk. You're seven, here. You're seven, here. Seven, She's eight here. years ago. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's crazy. So, no, no, no. no. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Eight. It was, I mean, I was going to say a decade. It feels like we've been friends for a decade, but that's mm-hmm. how we met. And then we continued our friendship throughout, and we've done some concerts together and supported each other through the years. So it's just, I was just telling her before she got here that this whole thing is about having kind people on, people that we admire, people that work hard, that we know are kind and giving. And you are definitely up on that list, so we're so thrilled to have you. Thank you. Thank you. All of you are. All of you all. Oh my gosh. All of you are as well. I can't speak. <laughs> you know what? Actually, that you say that, I will never forget when you did your, your um, that film with having the breast cancer. What was that film called? Oh the my Message. Gosh. Yes. One, one message, message. Back one in message. the day. Mm-hmm. I remember back at Gay Bride of Frankenstein, you showing us your self-tape because back then I was like learning about self-tapes. I had never really even done any. And so I remember you showed me your self-tape and you slated and you were like, hi, Mr. And he had like a really long name and you couldn't say his name. And you said it like four times. You were like, 
Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. And it was the cutest, most endearing thing, and you left it in your slate. And I was oh. always like, wow, that's such a good idea. I hope she bless that. She yeah. did. She did. Yeah. She's like, bless my little heart. <laughs> yeah, bless your heart. But I, most people would cut that out, you know, and you were oh like, my gosh. why can't I pronounce your dang name? Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. <laughs> Whatever it was. That is so funny. Yeah, that was very, very cute. I that's amazing. That. I met Ashley K through Maggie. I guess is, is how I met. Yes. Uh, I've seen her shine bright on the stage. I, I'm a huge Gay Bride of Frankenstein fan. You are, which is so yes. nice. I'm like such like a fangirl for that show. I, I just love it. I think it's I think it's so, it needs to be seen. That's a whole, we'll talk about Gay Bride for a little bit. Um, but I just loved it so much and I was so thrilled to see it and Maggie in it. And I just love it so much. So that's how I met Ashley Kate. And it's interesting when we talked about who we were going to bring on to the podcast. Maggie, we mentioned Ashley Kate immediately. Not only because of your kindness and, and all of that, but also just because of your everything you do. I mean, you span the gamut between actress and producer and writer and creator. And that's something that we really connect with and that we really wanted to talk about and that we thought people would want to hear about. And that's yeah, why absolutely. That's yeah. why this is happening. And we're so Aww. thrilled that you're here and doing this for us because... This is such a great endeavor, and, and we have Willie here. Uh, Hello, Willie. I, I was I was telling Spiro, though, right before you arrived, I was like, you know what's crazy? When we first produced No Birth at All, which was like a silly sketch we did a while ago. Oh, I loved it. It was one of the first ones we ever did, and Ashley Kay was in it. She was also in it. And she was, you were hilarious, too. It was such a funny part. Um, you got one line, and it just really shined. Um, <laughs> you gave me that good one. Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, you talked me through the entire process, and this was before we knew what we were doing. We had no idea when it came to, we had 100 questions, and she was like, listen, I got on the phone with her, she was like, you got this. Like, first of all, you got this. You can do it. She did, because Maggie asked me to start producing her comedy sketches, and I was like, girl. Yeah, I, I was don't like, have time. <laughs> no. But I was like, if I can, like, kind of do this, like, I know you can do this. Yeah. And I was right. Seriously. Look at us now, girl. <laughs> no, but look at you guys now. I'm so proud and I'm well, so you. honored to be here. As much as we love compliments, this isn't so much about us as it is yeah. about you. Oh my God. Um, which is fun <laughs> and it's great and we love we love that about you. But we want to, let's dive right in. Let's like let's go for it. it. Let's yeah. jump go right in. in. Let's, um, for those who don't know you, why don't you just talk about a little bit about like where you're from and you're, and you're just growing up. My name is Ashley Kate Adams. I was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. I lived there for 17 years. Grew up in a musical theater household. My entire family does this. Um, it's incredible. My baby sister is about to graduate and move up to the city. Uh, she is a ferocious beast. We have to she show is. you. She's amazing. Yeah, I've seen her. Seen I follow her. So I listen to her. She's a special human. Flawless belt and and soprano. Oh yeah, just and just like her styles yeah. are just so vast. But um, yeah, my mom still performs every night at a dinner theater. It's incredible. It's just like you're like, how are you doing this? And you're almost sixty. Like, yeah, it's just it's so encouraging. And um, what my, was that like being young, like growing up with that in your oh my in your God. just amazing. Did you do I mean, shows from the time you were three years old. You were performing. Yeah. Or? So I was actually here's a story. I was conceived during the opening, not during the opening night party. <laughs> work, mom and dad. Wow. Um, after. Wow. Uh, <laughs> My dad was playing Captain Von Trapp, and my mom was playing Elsa at the local dinner theater. That's oh a professional place. Like they, they used to be Equity, like back in the day. Does it still exist? And 
Yeah, my mom wow. is working there, oh, like tonight. Okay. Like Listen. she's like dreaming her dreams and singing her wow. songs, collecting the coins. While we're here recording this podcast, your You're mom like, is on stage. That's like, literally, and so it. it was just amazing to grow up in that environment. But like, they were never bad stage parents. Like, they were always like very honest. It's like if you want to do this, like it's gonna be hard. And um, yeah, and so my they're just amazing. And I grew up watching them sing with orchestras or in shows wow. and like it's just amazing like they sang for everybody's wedding for all the funerals and it's just the like national the, na- the national that. anthems yeah and um we unfortunately lost my dad about two and a half years ago I'm so sorry. thank you so so horrible and so sad um but like today i was like resetting my intentions for like the spring equinox i love that and i lit this candle with my my father's face on it and um because my creativity is just so linked to my father Mm. and so it's like it's so cool like anytime like he loved maggie loved maggie because he also loved i know right also loved the gay bride of frankenstein and he just you know cared about her like as one of my friends and um it's just really cool because anytime you gather right and you like candles and you speak about these things it's like you you, you allow their spirit to remain current oh, yeah. and Absolutely. it's just it's honoring him so mm-hmm. when you were young would you say there was like a, a moment that you knew that musical theater was like what you were gonna do is there I mean I always knew that like I think the arts is what I was going to going to go into I think because of where I was raised and the musical theater community was so large like I felt like I was like oh that's what I'm gonna do right like I'm gonna go be a singer and an actor and attempt to dancer or be a dancer yeah. right and like that's how I'm gonna tell stories um but then it it kind of changed when I got into college I, I got to go to Cincinnati Conservatory of Music and that's Amazing. when I was like okay maybe I'm like really really meant to do this but I do recall seeing Rent with my father when I was 14 years old at the Nederlander before the original cast closed. And I remember we won the lottery. My mom didn't want me to go because she thought it was too like intense for like 14, dreaming of my dream. And I'm sitting there in the front row and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do like for the rest of my life. Like tell stories like this. And um, did you apply anywhere else for college? I I did. I didn't go like too big just because I had gone to Governor's School for the Arts, which was another way in Kentucky that I knew. I was like, oh, these are my people. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to like do this forever. Like when I was 15 in a summer um, in Lexington, Kentucky. But um, yeah, I applied to Otterbein and actually I didn't get into Otterbein. But it was funny. My rejection Fair letter much. came the day after my acceptance letter to CCM. So yeah. I was like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think matter. I'm going to be just fine. What you yeah. Know? Yeah. But GSA, right, if you go to Governor's School for the Arts, and I also went to the Performing Arts High School in Kentucky. So between those two, you can kind of get a full ride to any oh of the gosh. performing arts programs in the state of Kentucky. So oh, wow. I knew how I had places to kind of fall back on in a right. sense. Yeah. And so I was like, let's do the one big dream school, mm-hmm. which ironically wasn't too far away from my parents' front door two hours. Cincinnati, yeah. and then you know, let's right. you know, I'll NKU if I need to. Or and what was it? What was it like going to school there? Was it like incredibly competitive? Because I mean, Spiro and I both went to mm-hmm. musical theater programs too, but not in the same, not in the same like top four. Just like hardcore conservatory. Yes. yes. I mean, it was, but like I don't know. I was like, I almost felt like I had this force field around me. I had a lot of people who'd gone to CCM before me, and they were just like don't get distracted by everybody else's noise. Just like go there, do your work, do your own path. And I really did that. And I think all the really hard, they don't play mind games by any means, but they like, 
they're putting you through a program to turn you out into a shining product. So right, it's like yeah. some of the people might get distracted by maybe how they're training you, but like they know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like definitely. it was competitive, but like I never got distracted by it. I literally just did my own thing, kept my head down and it worked out okay, I think. Did you did you do a lot of shows in college? I mean, so just to say for people who don't know, CCM is a really, really prestigious uh, musical theater program, um, and Governor's School is also like a very big musical, th- like the top notch um, youth go to these places. So it's it was it's kind of a big deal. Um, but congrats, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but just for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. I did do some shows. I did a lot of shows, and to be honest, it kind of rubs some people the wrong way because the first show they did our sophomore year, like freshman year, they like don't let you in the shows. Like they're like yeah. you're working backstage, and I loved that part. I'm like, yeah. oh great, like I get to like do that fun stuff yeah. and like so close, <laughs> like you know, move sets. I'm like great, like watch people. Like yeah. this is amazing. That's I'm awesome. learning so much. But then we they did the Robert Bridegroom in the small space. So, you know, yeah. like Stephanie Gibson, the other Gorgine Blonde, she was doing the lead in pajama game on the main stage. So it's like... She was busy. She yeah. was busy. So yeah. they're like, well, Ashley Kate's country. And yeah. so I ended up playing Rosamond my sophomore oh, year. That's great. Then my junior year, like, got even better. I got to play Squeaky Fromm and oh, Assassins. I was always, like, rocking the black box, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And then my senior year, um, I actually got to do my second professional equity show, uh, Grey Gardens, at Amazing. the local equity theater there. Wow. So I actually, Is that how you got your card? The show before that, that summer. So wow. same theater, though, ensemble theater, and the head of my department at CCM, Aubrey Berg, who's about to retire in, like, a month. Bless his soul. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Shut up. He gave me my... He gave me the opportunity for my card, and that was yeah. playing Pippi in the first regional production of um, Great American Trailer Park Musical. Right, yeah. So, and then my senior year, Andrew Palermo, who's like done a bunch of stuff, and he also wants CCM. He just choreographed a Legion or whatever. He's amazing actor, you know, multi hyphenate, mm-hmm. um, like all of us. And he cast me as Julia in the rock musical version of Two Gentlemen of Verona. So that oh, was my rock gosh. Wow. That's amazing. That's Super cool. fun. Anyway. Oh, wow. So it was fun. It was super fun. So, so you graduate college. You do some great shows. You have some great parts. Mm-hmm. How soon after you graduate do you end up in New York? And how does that happen? I'm not even going to lie. It A month from like today was like our showcase day. It will be 10 years ago wow. next yeah. month. So, yeah, we showcased at the little West Side Theater on the little Wonderette set, Dreaming Dreams. Oh. And um, to be wow. honest, we don't even walk. So, like... CCM, man, they just, they got it down to a science. And so you come up here and showcase for industry reps, like, before anybody else has graduated. Right. So it's very strategic. That's great. And so in April, it's like I came up here and... Was I, that your first time in New York? And you had a great no. turnout, though, at your showcase. I remember you telling me, like, it was a story that really inspired me. I was like, wow, good for her. It was yeah. just one of those, yes. I like, what do you mean by that? What you, just for people who don't know. Well, she like, got a great, she got a lot of offers. She 20, got, uh, 23 agents. So pretty yeah. much, just explain, like, you want to explain what a showcase no. is, Maggie? Oh, like, well, a showcase is basically um, for for kids that go to school for musical theater, their school is supposed to, if you're paying a lot of money every year, to provide a showcase <laughs> okay. to some little staff. There's that tuition. <laughs> uh, musical theater showcase where um, the graduating class can perform for agents and casting directors in New York and people in New York that are 
you know, in the industry and then they can potentially get industry meetings and agents from that showcase. So when Mm -hmm. you move to New York, you're already represented as an actor and that's huge because when you're that young and you're not expected to have all these TV credits, it's you're in these big, big agencies that are taking you when you're just graduating and they're going to mold your career and help you out. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's just your quick definition of a showcase. For those who don't know, yeah. Not, yeah. Everyone, yeah. not everybody knows these Definitely. things. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to just like assume all of our listeners know exactly what we're talking about because we're just blurting out like all yeah. these terms. Um, so you got 20,000 <laughs> offers? What? No, I had 23 people wanting to take a meeting with me Great. to discuss possible representation. Did you do all 23? No, because I was very lucky. I did have a manager already at the time who, it was <sighs> somebody <too>. from <laughs> home who ironically is doing the same thing with Audrey Bell, but he works with uh, Edie Robb at Station 3. You know, they yeah. represent, you know, small folks. Folks like Joshua yeah. Henry, <laughs> John Gallagher Jr., right? Mm-hmm. And so they were kind of looking out for me and knowing that I was going to graduate. And so he had me come up and sing for Edie. And she was like, oh, my God, yes, sign her. Sign her right now kind of thing. But I didn't put them on my resume because I just wanted to see what my actual natural response yeah, was going to be. Yeah. But, like, the second ever I showcased, like, Station 3 went right on my resume. And yeah. then so I met, I think, with five of them. Awesome. Which I loved. And they were all so different. But I decided to go with mine and uh, Maggie's lovely agent now, Abrams Artist Agency. And I'm so proud to still be with them a yeah. decade later. That's amazing. Like they've stuck that does with not me through, always happen. It does not. And like for them to believe in me so much, especially what I'm doing now as a producer and a yeah. oddly, oddly a budding writer now, it's like it's so incredible to have their support and the longevity of my career. And yeah. yeah. And I found like the people that I spoke to that are represented by them, they don't drop people very often. Like once they kind of believe in you, they're, you know, you're, you're there. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's like few, if you but... make it through like the first three, three years or something it's like I don't think they're gonna like I know right watch me watch me get like I'm sorry like the month it's like my 10 year anniversary with them they're like oh (laughs) gotta go you should take them out to drinks for 10 years you should. That's, that's really a nice. great idea. Yeah, that's exactly Everyone's what you should do. You should you. be like, hey, we've been together for 10 years. Let's go get a drink. Let's go on raise, a, let's this place. Let's raise a glass. Yes, absolutely. I love yeah. that. Um, so you, you end up with them. What are your, what's your first year in New York? Abrams <laughs> artist like, what is, let's, let's, let's I mean, they were going, one. they were going in. I mean, it's like people made a joke that it's like sometimes going to a school like CCM, if you do get great representation, in general, it's like you almost feel like you're the bell of the ball a bit because you've got, you know, hardcore school credit. You've got a great agent and they're like setting Pushing up you, yeah. generals oh, I remember with... Ride, you have every... so many, It was so a lot. And, and the really hard part, right, is like, let's be frank, like at 21, like, I mean, maybe you are, but like you're not really ready yeah. to be like yeah. going in for every lead in every yeah. ABC and, and it's hard because yeah. you came out of you came out of the womb the theater womb as a leading lady and that well, must be that must be pretty hard to like be like I'm presenting myself well, this is how I present myself and then to be odd. like great maybe a well, course but like, like, and Maggie's like the same way Maggie's a lot of a better dancer than I am but it is weird right it's like when you have this specific type and this kind of she has this amazing light about her right it's like you go in the room like you're either like kind of the girl or you're like not in the thing at all and that's like what was so like weird for me because I don't ever feel like that girl anyway but it's like can I like do some other things besides being like this like blonde I don't know you know what I'm saying like you feel like you almost are 
pigeonholed in, totally. a, in a sense. And sometimes the role is right because you're like, oh, this is a real human being. Like it's not just about yeah. maybe external things yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, they were hitting it hard, like to the point where it you almost feel like you might burn out. Yeah, so yeah. my first transition, I would say, happened when I was like 25. And it was like, I was like, I'm going to sell my soul to the city for five years and say yes to every appointment, make my rounds, shake the hands. And then I'm going to like do things a little bit more my way. Mm -hmm. And it's ironic when I started doing that, then producing came out of literally nowhere. That's amazing. Yeah. So what did you do? What was your first, let's just talk about your first big job in here in New York City. Oh, so 2000, so 2011 rolls around. Oh, oh yes. I'm like, ooh, these notes. I'm like, yes, 2011 rolls around, and I booked, oh, Lacage. Lacage <laughs> full on Broadway. That so, was amazing. So what was that like? I what was, was there. That I process saw her. Like? What, was that, what was the audition process like for, for well, that? Well, it was for immediate replacement because Elena Shadow was great with the child, and so, you know, she can't play the... The sweet little Anne girl who's never touched Jean-Michel before with the conservative parents when she's got, like, she's knocked up with her second amazing child. So then they moved um, Heather Lindell up, and then they needed a new Colette. Amazing. I also call her Coco de Chanel. (laughs) Spent a lot of time with that bitty. She was cool. And it was a great role. I got to go in, sing, like, a really fun soprano song, and then, like, it was really cool because it was an immediate replacement to be the first cover for Anne to be Colette every night and still have scenes with like opposite Chris Seaver yeah. and Harvey yeah. Firestein, right? Yeah. So like you still had to be able to like carry a scene, yeah, you know, but then you were also covering like the lead, the mother, the young ingenue, right. the French woman, the right? French woman, Jacqueline. Yeah. So it was so cool. Cause in my callback, it was just like, they were at, like, can you do this? Well, can you do this? Can you do that? And it was so sweet because Benton Whitley, who had yes. gone to Michigan, but we came up right at the same time. He was like, yes, she went to CCM. She could do all of that. <laughs> like he amazing. was just my champion in the room, you know, but the experience was amazing. I opened on a Tuesday night though. And Wednesday after the matinee, they told us the show was closing. So nice. like, to achieve your dream in 24 hours and then to to be told that it's going away in a month it just yeah wow in that moment I went up to my little dressing room and I just knew okay I'm not only going to be able to do this only for the rest of my life I knew in that moment that was when the seed was planted and then that summer I started AKA Studio Productions didn't know did not know what in the heck being a producer was or what a production company was but then I went out on the road with Lacage, and I was out for like eight, nine months. Amazing. So you kind of got your sweet redemption a little bit. Well, I just got some time with With this amazing show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and see the country. And, you know, we did like the sit down at Kennedy Center. I mean, it was just so grand, right? right? And it's like when you're young and get those opportunities, I never took advantage. Or I was always so grateful for everything that was ever given to me. But, like, you don't understand, like, how special it is, I feel, when you are that young. And you're like, I'm just getting an apartment in Georgetown performing at the Kennedy Center. You You just don't have a a scope as to how rare those opportunities are. But it's it's amazing that you... You you realize that you oh, yeah. you are very appreciative of that, and that's very mature totally. of you. Um, and that's a great way to also look at it, because and it's great that your first experience was almost like Ugh. taken right out of your hand, it but you still hard. got to have a amazing month on Broadway. I mean, yes, and it was amazing to see with your Harvey Firestein, Chris Sieber. I mean, like, all these people so, like you got to so work awesome. with some of the greatest. With the greats, and they were just the kindest to me. And Chris and I had the same agent at Abrams and. They just really, they took care of me. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. 
Um, and AKA Productions. Yes, AKA. Let's talk about that a little bit. I, I went for it. No, I mean, that was a piece of it. I think working with some people that were maybe just not the kindest as an actor, and you're just like, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta try to create my own environment so mm-hmm. I can help control it in a positive way mm-hmm. so people can have positive experiences. What was the first thing you produced? I can't remember. Um, like the first large thing I produced was Rules of Cool. Okay. And it's because Rules of Cool came to me and because it was like a four pages of a comedy sketch that I was like that and then a play property came to me oh, at yes. the same time. So it was like the cornerstone right. that just like kind of made me launch at the same time. And you got that series distributed for your first, we did. first series Which is that you did. That's bonkers. Crazy. And it was so cool because sometimes we're like, are we doing the right thing? Or am I doing right? Like, you know, I'm this musical theater actress, but now I'm producing and like wanting to get into television. Like, is this right that I'm spending my time and my energy on this? And then it was cool because I sold Rules of Cool the same week. I got to work on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. So like that. That's amazing. Which I, we also, I also freshed up on. I watched your scene today. <laughs> the yogurt. Uh, your, your side piece. You were one Hashtag of the side, side pieces. Piece. What was your character name for that technically? Tori. Like, oh. she's you the you had a name. Oh. Because she had lines. You had lines. Well, yes. That was your, yes. like a guest star. <laughs> I'm like, I hope. Yeah. You know that. Oh, I had lines because Tina Fey, she came up to me. She's like, honey, she's like, you keep flipping the emphasis. And I'm like, I'm letting down my hero. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Well, you brought that up. Let's talk about that qu- real quick. What was that like shooting with Kimmy Tina Schmidt? Shooting with I Tina. mean, you're just like, how is this happening? Right. But I did believe that it was because I was doing something brave with Rules of Cool. And I don't even know if she knew that was going on. But like for me. It drove you though. It drove me and it meant a lot to me. I love that. Thanks. That's amazing. But it is ironic. The day we shot, um, they said that the first day I shot... You know, I could tell she was a little more not the way we know Tina Fey to be. Uh-huh. She was very quiet and, and so respectful. But I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And then she asked me a few questions, like passing in the hallway, like if I had seen like a sound guy go a certain direction. And she just seemed very sad. And unfortunately, in the weekend, she went back to Saturday Night Live. I think we shot on a Thursday. She hosted again Saturday Night Live. And then her father passed oh, no. that weekend. So, he was so she had just said goodbye to him, oh, basically. No. And then we shot again, like, early the next week. And it was just, you know, you felt that. That's insane. And, and just show business. She had to do... She still had a show to do. She still had... Uh, yeah. And I, to be honest, now that I've lost my father, I remember that moment. Like, wow. you right. know, And it probably yeah. means something completely different to you completely. now than it did then. And actually, I different. feel like... And we might have to... Go back and if this isn't correct, but I feel like Vicky told Jack. me, Victoria Clark told me that when her father died, she went on that night on Broadway. Like, wow. I think that like she was on for I don't understand or something, but I don't I mean, know. Like, she went on that night or something. I remember. I mean, you are in shock. That's that. I mean, my father's passing happened so quickly that it was like, you know, woo, but right. you know, I mean, it was just crazy. But I mean, I don't know if I ever could have gone on no. that night. Like, if I, I, I know I Ooh. couldn't. Yeah. There's no way. God bless her. And and so also looking back at it, you know, you saw her do her. What what is it about that? You know, because now you look back and you see that she was still working. She still had she still had to do her thing. She still had to. There were so many special moments because there's that right. And like looking back on that, it's gonna get weird. The last time my dad was in New York, my sister was singing at Carnegie Hall. Amazing. Are you ready for this? Tell me. 
which ironically is across the street from Park Central, where we filmed the wow. bar scene. So after Audrey sang at Carnegie Hall, we walk with my immediate family over to Park Central, and he, my best friend Caitlin was telling me this, ironically on her podcast, she's like, your dad was talking about like, oh, that's where she was sitting when they were filming her. Like, I'm so proud of her. And it's just crazy that it all happened wow. right, right there. The same corner. The same corner. But then also the same corner Tina Fey was sitting in. But then also just like as a, I'm hungry, you know, probably to be another showrunner in the future or whatever, like I kind of did with Rules of Cool. And it's just like, it meant so much to me to like be in her presence. Wow. Right. And yeah. And it was so funny. And not long after that, I was babysitting the kid on the set of Sisters, which was her and Amy Poehler's film. And so I'm like sitting there with the kid who's from my hometown filming being mean at a mini Tina Fey. And Amy Poehler just sits right down next to me and gets her hair done. And I'm just like, I just start talking to her about um, Rules of Cool and yeah. then how she beat me right to it with two broke girls. I was like, I'm literally trying to fill that slot right now. Wow. Right. You know, more accessible girls, like a little yeah. more younger and like yeah. a little less like indie, but more commercial. And she was like looking at me like, I, like, but she, but it was that also like that respect of like, oh, I, I see, see you. you. I see you, girl. Yeah, she asked me about it. It was very kind. That's so. amazing. I had these what really, a great interaction also. Yeah, with both of them. It's yeah. just, you're like, hmm, you know? That's insane. I feel so, like it's always cool to see other girls doing their thing. Hell you know? yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, especially ones that are, you know, happy or secure in their lives. Or it's like you're always happy to see another woman, especially yeah. to, do, to do well, you know? Absolutely. That's actually one of the things that I've always noticed about you is wherever you go, when, when you have a show or whatever it is, you have like this group of girlfriends that are always there. And it's, it's nice. Like I, I recently, I've seen some of your friends at auditions lately and I just know their faces so Aww. well because they, they're such good supporters of you and you to them. And it's, it's yeah. nice to, you have such a strong group of girlfriends. I do. Like six or seven, like best girlfriends. Yeah. But you all, all mean so much to me, you know, it's just like, I literally would not, be here I wouldn't be especially with my the loss like I wouldn't be functioning you know the way I do without all of you you I'm convinced that friendships are the most important things in the world I mean of course your romantic loves too but like you can't do anything without your friends no you don't have your friends to turn to and talk to and confide in like I I mean sometimes I feel like I I know I have a healthy relationship, but it also helps that I have friends. Oh yeah, Sometimes I can talk. I can be like, "Yo, like this happens. Like I don't even know what to think." Like, Mm -hmm. and having people that you can really trust and say those things. I mean, I'm close to home. I live. My family's right in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I have other family right in Pennsylvania. So like, I I mean, it's not as big of a deal for me. But like, Maggie's family is in Lake Placid. That's a six-hour drive. Your family, your mother is in Louisville, Kentucky. That's far. That's not. It is. So you need to find a way to feel that. That love and feel that like that groundedness and i feel mm-hmm. like we as implants to new york city <laughs> we search so we s- try to find roots we try to like really dig into new york city and if we don't we leave how many people do we know that have left the city they right. didn't yeah. have they didn't have those support systems friends become your family and yeah. they have to they have to keep you grounded they have to keep you here pushing and you know you set up roots here you set up a production company you set like you're making your way here in new york city who knows where it'll lead you la you know new york la anywhere but um you are really setting up a home here and that's that's thank very you. impressive you came from very far to do that here and that's, thank you that's really that's Thanks. huge that's yeah, a huge no, thing that is amazing we all know so many people that have not 
have not. I it's mean, a hard you've thing. Been here t- you've been here ten years, right? Almost nine and a half. Nine and a half years. Nine and a half. So you're yeah, yeah. right there. So we're, we've all been we've all been through it. We are. Yeah, we it's, have. And we're we've still got, like, here. The battle wounds. Oh and yeah. The stars. Oh yeah. Definitely. And we just like you just gotta keep going like and one find your people front, and find your freaking people yeah, yeah find your tribe Definitely. find your tribe so okay Lord. so aka studio so rules of cool so you yes. you make the show you you star in it you did you you wrote it as well i okay or you worked with a writer yeah so the caitlin and Lacey, they they wrote it okay. um but i helped them uh, guide them through like kind of the arc of the season yeah so we to kind make of it a fully realized correct web, to web take series. it from you know what they presented me with to like a full you know episode episodic like full season so you pretty much you you show that was your first experience show running like lol t- taking a show from creating it, crafting it, forming it, finding the money for it. Like this is all stuff that oh, yeah. raised do. like raised all this money out of nowhere on crowdfunding. Like I just right. I don't even know how we did it, but we did. And we were like 23, 24 years old. Yeah, which is amazing. And like, show running is know. hard. They are they are the they are the warriors of this business. Like mm-hmm. mad props to showrunners because you literally have to take an idea or a concept, you have to believe in it enough to mold it into ex- what you what you believe will people will respond yeah yeah, to it yeah and obviously i mean Lacey was like the lead writer on it and and caitlin as well i mean they just worked so well together and yeah it was just like taking their gifts and being like okay like and ironically they wanted to call it um the cool girls originally but HBO had just come out with girls. I was like, y'all, yeah, we cannot have yeah, it. Yeah. girls in the title at yeah, all. So yeah. like we talked about like the power words. I'm like, we're like, what is this? What do you think this story is about? And um, in the pilot, it's like Lucy and Kate, the two characters that they play. It's just like they try to throw this big housewarming party in New York and nobody shows up. Oh my God. <laughs> so then their super stops by. And so they take like all these fun selfies and pictures with like their super like fixing the sink. And they're like, yeah. Wow, party! You know, it's just like funny, you know, yeah. and it's and like where, these two where can girls people finding see their way. Where can people see this? Just... Um, right now, well, it was on full screen for two years. Okay. We had a license agreement. Um, so if full screen is still like up and running, absolutely can go there. But I would just Google because we had a website. Right. You know, it's yeah. been a few yeah. years yeah. now, but it is all on YouTube Check for it sure. Rules Check it out. Cool. Rules of cool. Yeah. So did they let you have a YouTube? Did they let you have it on YouTube? That's what was, was so cool. Yeah, it was a. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, but it was like a... A clause where you could put it oh, on yes. YouTube. Oh, yes. Like, we That's could nice. keep our existing following, and we didn't have to delete any of our social media. They were just streaming That's it blessings. for us. Blessings. That, that blessings. 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 Because we, we, yeah, we, we got a distribution some... offer, and they wanted it for 10 years exclusivity, and we were like, what? Mm, yeah. We still no don't know who YouTube we are. We're going to give yeah. you our, our precious jewels. <laughs> yeah. So precious. Well, but speaking of producing things, what mm-hmm. what are... What are some of the things that you're the most proud of producing? It doesn't have to be a long list or anything, but just some some projects that really stand out in your heart. I mean, Rolls of Cool will always be that like OG project for me. Right. It was the time where we all came together, put our thinking caps on, and we made something happen. And that's when you learn the most, too. Oh, my God, yeah. That I'm proud of. Um, The play that I developed for three years, The Dodgers, that I produced two readings of in New York City and then led led it to its world premiere in January, February of 2016, Los Angeles. I was Amazing. proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes. And that's probably. a whole different beast. Getting theater produced is, is, oh, a, yeah. is a whole, whole different, different beast. Whole different beast. I like indie film. That's that's yeah. where definitely my heart beats. Right. I think that's where my gifts can be utilized the most. Why um, do you think that is? Just being scrappy and thinking outside of the box awesome. because to be frank, like if you're producing a play, it's like people expect you to be a certain way. And there's a lot of people, people doubt you anywhere, especially when you're a female, mm-hmm. you're like a little young female. Nobody thinks you know what you're talking about. And to be frank, half the time I don't, but I'm committed to getting my education on it and doing yeah. it right. Right. And so many people try to question you. Like it's, it's gross, yeah. but like I was questioned more in theater, like people being like, well, how do you know how to produce this? Blah, blah. I'm like, well, I just did it, and I did two readings starring, like, Emmy Award-winning actors and yeah. then moved it to Los Angeles. But, like, I'm not good enough to be doing what I'm doing. People do that a right. lot. Interesting. Right. You're so like, less Dude. of that in indie. <laughs> That's right. Less of that in indie, but still. But also still, yeah. But also still some creeps up in the indie world. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm proud of, there was a feature film filmed a little over two years ago called Beauty Mark that was... Um, Basically, I was the inspiration for the story. Um, I had my idea and I shared it with a writer and director. um, And yeah, that was made. And I was very proud of how I handled myself through a very challenging process. Well, what was that like? Was this a piece that you you created, Beauty Mark? Or you just had this story? I had the base idea of the story because when the material like I had to sign the life rights agreement, like Mm -hmm. it comes from your life and things that happened to you in your childhood. So it was a way of uh, my Me Too story of getting my power back. And this is before Me Too was a thing. So I'd like to think that the film was a part of that movement in a way. Of course, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I was sharing my story before people kind of were. But um, yeah, it filmed in my hometown in Louisville, Kentucky. And And it starred some pretty big people It did star some pretty big people. Which is exciting. It was exciting. I actually went to the premiere. Was it the premiere in New York? It was the like, East Coast premiere. It was the mm-hmm. East Coast premiere, and I was um, in New York City, down in Union Square, right? Mm-hmm. In that area, yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful film, and then they had a talk back afterwards, and um, you know, it was it was one of those experiences where, like, you know, you're seeing your friend's story, one that you've heard lightly about, but then you see it play out on t- on the big screen, and it was just, it was really just like a pillar of strength to me. Like I remember leaving that. That screening actually called you that night, and I was like, I'm so inspired. I just, I'm, I can't believe her strength, like sitting there and watching that, because I think it would be really hard for me to watch mm-hmm. something from your childhood that is especially sort of hard, um, and then just, and 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 also at the same time realizing that you created art out of it. You took this incredibly yeah. painful situation, and you created art and jobs, <laughs> also. Yeah, man, you know that's what just I mean? my favorite and thing you to produced, do. And you were like, a co-producer on it, you know, and it's just. Yeah. It was it was incredible. Yeah, thank you. And again, with your gaggle of friends, with, with your the whole, gaggle your of the whole, girls, they're like ready girls. for the step That's and repeat. Like, oh my god, Maggie's always ready part. for a step and repeat. Always, Maggie's Maggie's always ready now, ready. and there's no step and repeat. Yeah, I'm ready. She came. I'm like, we got the ring light behind. Oh, girl. if you guys could see Maggie Pleasy, she's giving me gorgeous. She's ready just, for the wedding. We are ready for the it's wedding. Stunning. It's stunning. She looks unbelievable. Just just a side note that she looks beautiful. Gotham Glow gave me a free spray tan. I mean. I must. If we're talking about the spray tan, they yeah. gave me free spray tan. tan. They're super kind to me. They're awesome. If you want an airbrush tan in flat iron, get anyway. you an airbrush. <laughs> Amazing. So, does that make you hungry to create another piece, another project? Or oh what? hell, yeah. Good. So, what came next? What came next out of 
Um, well then, ironically, at the same time, my, you know, my dad dies, right? While this is filming in my hometown. Like it was just so much. And to have this huge creative loss and this huge personal loss at the same time, you're like, am I ever going to get back up again? Yes, I am. So here she is, world. And, um, my partner and I, Patrick, who's amazing we made mulligan and literally out of the kitchen like very similar this is her boyfriend my boyfriend but he's a creative as well Mm -hmm. writer actor and we wrote this we didn't i did not write i did not type anything but it was the same kind of thing with rules of cool like i have this idea i've been working on this and i gave him deadlines i'm like all right let's make it and so we made this really awesome drama pilot it's now 53 minutes it's called mulligan it's about an ex-pro golfer who gets released from prison and he goes back to work at his family's driving range wow and i play um mona Mona, his ex-girlfriend who runs the the so you got to be in this one I, I did get to Which be in this great. one. That and, was great. And you love this piece because you also, oh, yeah. again, you got to create it and you got to be... So you kind of show... Well, and it's it, cool because she calls it her mulligan, which in golf is a term about starting over, right? Yeah. And so it's cool because it's like her, it was like her producing mulligan. And actually, I saw the premiere of this in LA as well. Wow. I was there as nice. well. LA Film Festival. And there was yet another step and repeat, which we That saw. she was ready for. <laughs> no, but Maggie was ready for it. Oh, like, I saw it. We were texting about it. this step and repeat. And I was even I texting her. Had, I, in fact, had a spray tan that day. Okay. Also. She was spray tan ready. I was. But I like I was scared to death because it did mean so much to me because that oh Beauty Mark movie ironically had premiered at the same festival exactly a year prior. Amazing, oh like right. yeah. full LOL. circle, full, full circle moment, full, full circle, including moment. including the theater that it was in. It oh, said wow. the Predator on wow. the outside, wow. and Patrick just like nudged me, and I, and we just laughed. We're like, how amazing! Yeah, because you've like, got to find humor in that. You've got to yeah. find humor. Because then, what else, like, like, what do you have? You can't right. just be upset exactly. about it forever. Exactly, you got to keep going. Have, I mean, you're you're as old as you are now. It doesn't matter. Thirty one. Thirty one. Proud. Um, thirty one and proud. And you're gonna have so many another. I mean, if this is where you are at thirty one, and I this know. is what you've created I'm at so thirty one. I'm like, all this shit. And I'm so impressed. It's crazy, right? Because like so, so Mulligan. I mean, so you, mm-hmm. so you festival circuit. Like, what are you doing with Mulligan? How can people see Mulligan? Let's talk about that. Well, Let's, oh, well, there's there's an update ish ish. Okay, I mean, we all know whatever you can it. say. Safe well, here, we safe space. Well, we we were gonna build up this huge release because all of our fans were on Facebook, and okay. we had this like following, like to where. The trailer got like, it's got like 78,000 views or something. And we're like, well, why not release the content here? Especially if this is going to be a spec pilot. Like, why not keep the people with the thing instead of making them go to a random Vimeo link and like losing half your audience? Like, let's be honest. Embed, 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 embed. Secret to the world. Embed your videos. Yes. Willie does it. He knows what's up. What do you mean embed? Like, Like, put a logo, put your stuff. No, but like upload it to thy Facebook. Yes. Like, do not oh. give nobody nobody's link. Nobody's going to click on nobody's link and Got go it. somewhere oh. else. And I'm giving you all the goins, all the goods. Never use YouTube because oh. that is owned by Google, which is Facebook's enemy. Oh. So they like they like the Vimeo link and embed. Oh, and that, like, right. I'm giving you all the secrets. That's a huge that thank good. you for spilling the secrets. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good to know. Okay. Love that. But so we were good at we're like building up. We're yeah. building up to this huge release on thy Facebook, like new teaser and everything. Amazing. And like we've got everybody like happening? exciting. We're so excited. Well, it was gonna be St. Patrick's Day because okay. luck of the Irish, yes. like giving you branding, like matching all the thoughts, all the things. 
And then my friend, I can't even say their name because things are moving, but one of my friends that you may have met, he was a friend from home, but he was working in PR at the time. He was at the LA Film Festival. He saw it, loved it, was gonna help us PR. But then said person then gets a job at our dream network for the show. Um, and so he was amazing. like, wow. let me see if I can move it, it at a, an appropriate time. Uh, yes. So we did three Fridays ago. Said boss like was like, okay, like that's cool. And, and this person's like, no, 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 no. This is not like my friend's USC like short film they shot for $300. Like this is like a property like same DP as the Mind, Mind Hunter and the House of Haunting Hill House on Amazing. Netflix. Like, wow, yeah. same yes. DP? I didn't realize Yeah, Brian. That. Oh my Osmond. goodness. But like it was like a crew of 53. Like we were going It in. was real. Oh we, yeah, you had did, trucks. You did the stuff. We, we were giving me trucks. Like it was the first time I was like really You had like 100 like, extras. We had, oh yes. Like all of these things. And then he's like, he goes back in the next Friday, which was now two weeks, a week and a half ago. And this guy's like, okay, I get it now. I can't even open the pilot to have the pitch. He's like, we've got to get legal involved because all this paperwork has to be signed to make sure that we know we're acquiring it, but your, you know, your rights are reserved and like all these things. So anyway, the point is it's, it will be out. It will be out. On we're your freezing. Mm, I don't know that. Maybe Can we speak it into. I just want to. We just existence. want to get that that real like pitch. Like, yeah. I mean, it's amazing that two people at the Dream Network have seen it and are like, "Let's yes. move this forward." Yes. Like, that means Absolutely. a lot. That's a huge deal, right? Congrats. And so I'm That's just like awesome. saying, yeah, but it happened a week out of that self release on St. Patrick's Day, so we're like, just kidding. Yeah. And you like people are like, are they you know lying? But people it's people okay. get people it. People will get it. People and, get and it. what you're doing, with, you're fine. making sure it's done correctly that's right and you're also making sure that your value is is uh being assessed paid up. yeah like yeah. exactly <laughs> you worked hard you made this happen if there's a way to get the most value out of this passion to project more yeah then yeah have you're a connection take that. there yeah, yeah, then you're going to take yeah. that because who knows what that's going to lead to. Mm-hmm. You may be, you know, their next, you may be making many shows for them. Maybe. And that would be amazing. And that's how it begins. That's That's, right. that's how it begins. That's how Tina Fey began. Yeah. That's I mean, how she, she began. Ma- had her friends made something that was worth watching. People picked it up and now they own her. No, not really. She owns her. <laughs> she owns her. She very all. much owns herself. But do you feel like all this producing. Mm hmm has helped your acting career as well. I mean, of course you get to be in some of these films that you produce as well, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about like your auditions and your day-to-day actor life that's totally. outside of it. Absolutely. It gives me clarity. It gives me peace of mind. It 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 makes me just like realize like there are things outside of just like this one potential opportunity that they probably have thought of other people for anyway, mm-hmm. before I even walk into the room. Like it just gives you perspective on the entire experience um, and yeah, it just keeps me, keeps me happy, keeps me grounded, keeps me well oiled, keeps me aware. Yeah. I feel like my fingers on the pulse and, but um, also less for me, like it keeps me a little bit, a little bit less obsessive, you know, oh, because yeah, you no. don't, you're like, not just auditioning, right? Uh-uh. So you have all these other things. It's yes. like your mind, when you have your mind to be taken off of like what you did last Tuesday at this musical theater oh, yeah. audition, you know, you're really able to like leave it in the room, you know, and yeah. also like the dream, right? You're, you're able to be a little more like picky with your path and like, you know, what you feel is right for you at the time. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Choose your path. Choosing your own freaking path. You're like the prime example. Oh I mean, my you, gosh. You're, you're, everything was leading you towards a career on Broadway, a career in theater, and you said, you know what, I also have ideas that are my own, that aren't said, me doing someone else's, yeah. doing my own. I literally said yes and. Yes and. Yes and. I love that. Yeah. Yes and. I don't know where that came from. That's everything. But like that's what it was. That's and, what it has to be. And like. In this day and age, we're like that's what it, it's, it's. Well now that's what, right, my literary agent at Abrams, because Mulligan and that, that pitch that's moving forward allowed me to reopen the conversation right. since we had last worked together on a deal right. with Rules of Cool. And I'm like, hey, Queen, like, do you want to work with me? Because Mulligan's happening. My feature is now on my front seat that we can talk about in a second, Boy Hero. Yeah. And she's like, yes, I do want to work with you. She's like, it is the age of the, the multi, like, hyphenate. And yes. like, amazing. I'm like, well, that's nice to be like, a cool human being absolutely finally for just like busting my tail so it goes but, from so we let's look at this progression now you make oh my a, god you make you start with shorts then you turn shorts into rules of cool then you make a, a, a one hour mulligan is about an hour like you said yeah. 53 minutes great and now so now you're working on a feature now you said Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so she we're wrote, progressing. I actually wrote this one. Amazing. Wrote, so you wrote it, it wrote and it you're producing it. Three years. Amazing. And it's about the comic book trial of 1954. It's a period piece. Think October Skies, um, Hidden Figures. There was a comic vibe. book trial. There was a comic book trial in 1954 where the comic code was created, but like. Um, EC Comics, which was the main comic publisher, was like under attack. Wow. Like they're like, oh, this is why we have juvenile delinquency, especially in New York City. So what I did was I heard this hour-long conversation about how librarians saved comic books four years ago at Comic-Con. And like I was just so inspired by this. I'm like... Let me look into this. Let me look into this. 217 letters were written by librarians across the United States that were read in this trial. And I'm like, how incredible would this be if we theatricalized the story and we made the kids actually march their booties to the Senate? Like, what a beautiful period piece, family-friendly. But it's like I didn't know why I was writing it, and then my dad died. And so the family that is transplanted to New York to begin this trial and meet this librarian... Um, the little boy who's on the spectrum, who's the protagonist of the film, um, who meets Ray Lee, the kind library who lead, librarian who leads them to speak um, at the New York Senate. Um, they just moved across country. They're a grieving family. They just lost like wow. their father. So it's like I read, I wrote it as I was healing, and um, I'm still, I'm like in the middle of like draft, like 16 and 17 right now. But yeah. I'm doing my first table read on Monday just for the dialogue. Amazing. So yeah. it's not like nice. for investors, but it's literally just like to, to hear. It. hear. Yeah, that's so important. Content. We do that all the time with our pieces too. Yeah. It's yeah. So did, important. So does your did your literary agent she does she read it and give you feedback or? Well, I, I hope she will read this yeah. this current draft. And then she was like, I will absolutely be at your, your large like investor yeah, read, yeah, which I'm course. hoping will be May or June. Oh, good. But it's front seat now. That's like awesome. I, I was it. like, it's time. Yeah. Good for you. And and again, like that's amazing that you like heard something. Because not everyone has that brain. You literally heard the idea. And not only did your like imagination go, you looked further into it. Then you found letters. Then you found in- more information about this trial. And then in your head, you saw a version of literally. it that was quote-unquote theatricalized. And your brain immediately goes to, how can I make this story 
seen by people like how can i bring this story forward and that's the job of a producer and i feel like the slow burn of like the like the hard work that you're doing behind the scenes that nobody knows about like you know you don't post every day on facebook like oh i'm writing my no idea that i've been pilot or whatever it is exactly but it's almost more impressive because it like hits you out of nowhere and you're like wow like look what she's been working on it's just incredible so to top all that off just to bring something else up you have a, uh, y'all can check out her website, and you have a program called BYOP. Yeah, so I can just started a little bit about that. This is exciting. This Hashtag is like BYOP. 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 Bring your own. No, you don't bring nobody no, nothing. <laughs> but be your own producer. Got it. So okay. it's for fellow creatives, like who were once like me, right? Like Maggie, like you, right? Who's like, they're starting out and they're like, hmm. I think I'm supposed to like make something for the first time or build something or do a new property in a new medium that might need like guidance or help or they just need like one of my levels is called like sounding board. Like if you just want to talk to somebody that you can trust who you know is just going to keep the information like between you and the table and the coffee, like we can do that. If you need somebody to help you make a timeline and strategize, we can do that. You know, one of my clients, I actually just left her. She's amazing. She just made this SAG short film called Swipe. And I was like kind of her secret weapon on that awesome. film because she was doing it all alone. And she was yeah. this amazing documentary filmmaker from the Netherlands, but she had not done an American narrative Union short film before. So, like, we did everything from, like, contracts to, like, talking budgets to, like, talking, like, tricks about craft services. I mean, we really did anything. I mean, honestly, so Maggie and I, as you know, we have a production company. Mm -hmm. Y'all know. Nico Um, Frank. Nico Frank Productions. Uh, And we've learned so much just by, like, figuring things out. And we, we constantly say, we wish we had someone that like told us this. We wish we had someone that would have explained this to us. So y'all, if you guys have an idea, if there's something you've been wanting to check out, BYOP, get in touch with Ashley Kate. She can, I mean, and, and her website, it's all on her website. Yep. It's Ash- www.ashleykadeadams.com. Yep. And if you want to go right to the page, you just go ashleykadeadams.com slash creative. Slash creative. Because we're Love creative. It. Um, that. That's amazing. And your Instagram, do you want to like shout that out so you can get some yeah. followers? It's, it's, it's real easy, y'all. It's just at and then my name scrunched together. So Ashley Kate Adams, A-S-H-L-E-Y-K-A-T-E-A-D-A-M-S. I love that. Ashley, do you have... Very simple. Do you have any actors or just people in the industry that you've worked with that specifically stick out to you that have really inspired you to make you want to work harder and 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 go after these endeavors? Um, I do. I'm speaking to one right now. Oh, please. <laughs> no, but I, mean, but I mean that. I mean, Maggie's always been one of those people to me. And, like, you meet these people that, like, make your heart sing. And mm. they, they keep Every inspiring day. you. And they walk with you, right? She's like through, Yeah, I, I love that phrase, walk with you. Yeah, but, like, you walk, you do. We all walk together. And um, and I just love what you guys are doing together. And that you can be each other's, like, hype. Yeah, you were just at our, our screening. Oh, my gosh. Had, Ladies or? in Action was lit. I loved it. Amazing four films. It was great. But what was your favorite? Oh my gosh! I mean, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> you tell me. I mean, tell, tell B- me. Okay, it's BFF. Great. We love that because you all are the BFFs, and yes. like that was so yes, funny yes, yes. and so well done. So we love the BFF so much. And then I, I mean, Victoria Clark's film was just beautiful. I yeah, mean, and, and showcasing that lovely lady. Yeah. I think did she go to Catholic University? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Very talented. She's one of those people. We were actually talking about her um, in a previous episode, but she's somebody that. 
I know. I feel like she's never had her moment. What she deserves. Yeah. You know, she's been in like final two for so many Broadway shows, and it's we wanted like, to give her a moment. Yeah, we, we wanted, wanted to, give to her like we wanted to when, as soon as we, we before in. the script was even like even close to being ready, we were like Brittany. Brittany. That's she's great. doing it like as if she's amazing if there's a lead actress that has to be a jazz singer like yes she's, she's like she's supposed to be from the like, Brittany is like born in another time period oh yeah like oh, she's totally. almost she's so 1950s she's such a it's classical crazy. yeah she wears fur coats oh, she like finds so vintage dresses I mean oh, she's I love her and to be a part a of that experience for like Victoria who I know yeah. means oh, so much yeah, to yeah, you and your dream. amazing voice and teacher and to her she but to loved anyone, <laughs> to <piazza>. anyone. <laughs> To be Victoria Clark, yeah, to Victoria Clark was amazing. I mean, we we we'll probably bring her up every episode, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but she's one of those people to you, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's, totally. like, it's great. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, Maggie Bellini. I'm like trying to think who else. I mean, it's just like everybody I, I surround myself with. Like people are just so. You you surround yourself with pretty positive people. I've noticed over the years. Yes, but also it's just like boundaries, and right. also like. Yeah, taking a step back sometimes, mm-hmm. for sure. And, like, it is fascinating how our circles change throughout our time, especially in a city like this. Like, they right. keep molding and taking shape, and but there are people who stick, right? Yeah, right. Totally. Those are the ones you're like, and lifer, you right. know? <laughs> and so when you're not doing these, when you're not, when you don't have a day that's filled with work things, what is your favorite, like, what's the perfect day to you when you don't have anything to do work-wise? Oh what's the perfect day? Yes, tell us. What do you I do? Mean, wake, wake up. I always like sleeping. If I can sleep as late as I want, it'll yeah. probably be like 1030. Yes. Ugh. I love waking up. I love scrolling on my news. I just love reading like articles like in the morning if I can have a somewhat lazy morning. Yeah. And then just like scrolling through articles, aka reading the newspaper back in the day. Basically reading the <laughs> yeah. newspaper. And I never thought yeah. I'd be one of those people, but like I kind of I damn, too. I love her. I, I love pop culture. Like I love just like being on top of just like what in the hell is going on, especially oh, with all the craziness going on right now. Yeah. Ooh. He who shall not be named. Oh, yeah. horrific. Um, and then, honestly, like, writing has been nice. That's why Boy Hero's been great, because, like, I can do, like, an hour or two on it, like, every morning, and that doesn't feel like work to me, you know? Right. But, like, you know, do my, like, coffee and my yogurt, and then, like, maybe go walk on the water in LIC Ugh. in Long Island City. Yeah. Now, I Ashley love my neighborhood. has, like, a dream apartment. She I do not in, know how that happened. She lives I say in that every day. like... You do too. We're sitting in it, but oh, she God, lives in the most beautiful area of Long Island City. Like you, I mean, so close to the water. You know that big that sign that we Coca-Cola. shot two blocks from she the Pepsi Cola sign. Yes, Pepsi-Cola and you're like sorry. so beautiful. And I got just a, a steal on it, and I shook hands with the old Italian oh, landlord. Like, it was one of those New York queen that. stories, you know what I'm right. saying? Still have never signed a piece of paper, and I've been of there for six years. <laughs> it's what? And it's yours, and they love you, though. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm very lucky. So looking back, looking back, oh. is it, so we, you've had ups, you've had downs, mm-hmm. worth it? What do we think? Oh my God. Yeah. So worth it. If you can go back, would you do it all the same? Yeah. I, I really would. Like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like I've always shown up like ready, like with an open heart and as flexible as possible for everything that's happening, like in my real personal life and... 
I've tried really hard at everything I've ever done. And I think that's something to be proud of. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And I will yeah. say, if anything, I think I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I try to be that, whether it be like with my mental state or emotional state, in friendships, with how I handle people. Like, I just try to be consistent. I try to be present. And even through the hard things, too. And I, I really do. I, I see it through. I, I try to. And it's hard sometimes to feel all those emotions, especially grief um, and, and pain and anger. And, like, it's just, but you, you know, I just try to sit in it. Well, you've always been consistently kind. Yeah. Thank consistently you. That means a lot to me. Always a light, a beacon of light and love. And, I mean, just always such an amazing person. Every Thank time you. I've met you, Maggie's worked with you more but i still see it and feel Thank your you. energy and even in this room right now i mean like that's the one thing about this table like you all can't see but we're all looking at each other we're all like taking this moment in and and it really is like this is truly what this is about just yeah. connecting with people and i think that's so important to make sure you find ways to connect with people as oh, much yeah. as you possibly can because it really does make a difference oh yeah so we're gonna do a little segment it's called winging it winging it they're just winging it Winging it, they're just winging it. Pretty much, so like, exciting. the so- idea is it's going to be different every week. It's for every person. We kind of just, like, talk together and we think... We cater of- it towards the guests. Sort of. Oh, yeah. Lord, Lord. But, but we come up with it and kind of, like, just... It's it's improv. It's, like, completely improv. Not to put you on the spot, but we're putting you on the spot. Oh, great. And pretty much, we're calling this one the Disney Princess Pitch. Okay? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So the way this is going to work, so you, you walk into an audition, right? And you yes. have no idea what it's for. You have to sign like that NDA and like all this stuff. Okay. You go in and what they tell you is you are a Disney princess. You are sell- selling the shampoo and you have to come up with the audition jingle. With the jingle? The yeah. jingle. The jingle. So just come up with something. This is literally like not even a big deal. Just have fun with it and give us your Disney princess pitch. Look at me, I'm so pretty, and my hair is shining like a weave. Look at me, I'm sinking to the water. <laughs> it's so good it's already. So good. It's, it's so, so good, good already. Take I'm us sinking home. to the water. Like, you know. I love that. I love that. Girlfriend, my cave flowing and free. <laughs> That's right. Let me put it in my mask and put it in my hair. Yes, I love Disney princess pitch. That was amazing. That was worth every second that went into it. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. We learned about you. We laughed. We we you know we got a little deep. Um, and I hope my goal for this is I just hope that people had something to take away from it. Um, and you know, had at least one tip in order to walk away with. Mm. Um, what would you say that you are walking away with? Uh, anything from today, like that you're thankful like for? Walking this, away from this conversation, yeah, this podcast, this this cool kids table. I mean, just Do you feel like, like a cool kid. I was like, it's taken me 31 years, but like, I can't believe I've been finally invited to sit with like the cool kids. Literally, and that's how this idea came to be. We're yeah. like, we were not that cool, but we surround ourselves with cool people. That's so right. if we keep bringing them to this table, 
all of a sudden it's the cool kids table. But there you go. Right. There but you it's go. just like re- reiterated. I mean, like your tribe is everything and just like love your people and follow them and support them and be there for them and support their ideas. It's just so, it's so challenging to do what we do and to wake up every day and just be like, I'm going to do brave things and I'm going to try to do things a little different and share my voice and share my storytelling. And so I would say this time, it just shows you just like how important those things are. And all three of you have been in my life at different points amazing. and yeah, for different true. reasons. It's amazing. Willie's, will, you, Willie, Willie, Willie literally. Quiet tonight. You've been so quiet. I'm, it's okay. He's just taking it all <laughs> He's in. He's taking it in. You know, I like do this all the time. Like I talk to people all the time. And I, what I love about the podcast is the fact that. Talk to us, Willie, for a second. What, talk to me. Can, sorry, can I take the moment for yes. two seconds just uh, to say. Yes. What I love about this podcast and like what you guys are doing Really is the fact that I guess maybe I have a different experience because I met you all as actors when we first moved here. But like we are all, what we have is rare. In the time that we live in, we're like back in the day. If you were a talk show host or radio, like you had a studio that always helped you. Yeah. And like, now we're just like we have the studio at the table, and like mm-hmm. anybody can create an opportunity that they want that they want to. But it is rare that people will do it because it is so hard, like you said. But, like, I'm inspired sitting here because I feel like I do so much all the time. And I feel like I'm, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the table. Now. Like, I'm the last one on the link right now because, like, you guys have just done so much. But for me, it's an amazing moment because I'm like, oh, I can do this. And I can yes, do this. Yes, you can. And we can do this. And, like... Well, and I think that's kind of like the scary part of when you have an idea and you want to do something and you don't know how to go about it. It's like, that's what's so cool about this, like mm. your own producer mm. thing. And like, you know, we're writing a book about it too, about like all the things we've learned, because honestly, like we didn't know how to do it and we just figured it out. And the best thing about life and being an artist is like giving back your information that you learned. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if I was somebody listening to this and I had an idea, I would definitely go to your website and like hit you up for combo because I You're feel like sweet. it's just like the knowledge that, that you gain from just sitting with someone who's done this over and over and over. It's incredible. And also, if you were our guest today, we would feel like we were at the back of the line. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Willie is working you have on resume so yes. that's another episode so yeah we actually may or may not you may get a little extra featured episode with uh, where I break it down with Willie D and find I out think, a little bit mm-hmm, about him yep. so that might happen um, either way thank Necessary. you so much we are we are better people because we know you um, and oh honestly gosh, I, learned, nice. I learned so much and I'm so I'm blown away by everything you've done and everything you're doing and I'm so thankful that we got this moment together that will be forever recorded and everyone can listen to this one moment happening and I hope we make so many more moments together but this was amazing so thank Thank you so much love you guys thank you for having me later